Okay, Bershot, Kola Kola Kadesh has a Chashavah Talmidim, Chashavah Rabbeim. It's my first time ever speaking here Thursday night. Um, so I'm reluctant. I have an Ema de Tzibura, such a Chashavah in front of the whole yeshiva. But last week, my brother made a Chasen in Eretz Yisrael. I had this Chasen to be in Eretz Yisrael for two days. And I learned a lot from being there. I was Nishazik uh, and Nishoyer to, to different things my short time there. When you go to Eretzel for a short when I go to Eretzel for a short time, so excited to be there that to go to sleep is just a waste of time. I'm only there for two days. I usually go for two days. I don't sleep. So I was there, I was there for four days. But I'm going to share with you some takeaway lessons that I learned, that I absorbed while I was there on the flight back from Eretzel last Thursday. I was... Took uh, had a lot of time, a lot of free time, and I had nobody in the seat next to me, so that was that was quite enjoyable. Um, so I had time to reflect on what I learned there, and I realized that there, I want to together, you know, kind of um, try to absorb what I learned there together with the Olam. And I was so excited about what I learned then, what I started beginning to think about. That the truth is, the second I landed, I said, I, I, I flew with my wife, which is also not, not, not typical. Um, I said, I, I have to call Rabbi Valinsky. I want to ask him to speak in Yeshiva. I, have to sh- I, I, I wanted to come straight from the plane to Yeshiva to share, to share what I learned. So, Lamais, by the time I got out of the plane and everything, I was a shmata. Um, so, here I am to try to share a little bit uh, about what I, take, what, I, what I learned. There are five specific lessons that I want to take away from this trip. The time is short, so I'm going to talk a little bit quicker. And if anybody wants to follow up with me afterwards, I could share more of my experiences. I'm happy to schmooze with anybody one-on-one, but we are a little bit short of time. So the first thing I noticed when I landed in Eretz Yisrael on Tuesday, I got to the airport. The airport was empty. Empty. You know, you get there as you're walking down, down the ramp. Um, you look into the, you know, the departures. Empty. No, nobody, I, ne- I, never, yeah, I never experienced that before. Um, that was the first thing I noticed. As I was walking down the ramp, and I used to look at it as the new airport, and you're walking down the ramp over there, and on the, on the side of the ramp, on both sides, it's lined with pictures of, uh, of all the hostages. And when we got to Yushalayim, we saw Yushalayim also. There are billboards, hostages, bring this one home, bring that one home. We got to the Kaisel, through the old city, pictures all over. And it really shook me up because... You know, the beginning of this whole sorrow the Kla Yisrael is going through, you know, we thought about it a lot. And then, as life goes on, you, you, start, you start to forget. You start to forget. Oh. And, every, you know, everything here, Baruch Hashem, looks, looks normal. But it really shook me up to the, the tsaris of the hostages, the people that are there, the, the tsaris of their family, of really, of, of that Gantz Kali Yisrael is experiencing right now. And I realized that we have to be in this order to, to think about it. Our lives should not look the same. Our day-to-day living should not be the same. When Kali Yisrael is bizarre, we can't, we can't look the same. And this has two purposes. Number one, the more we think about it, the more we think about what Kali Yisrael is experiencing now, the harder we're going to daven. We're going to daven more. But it's even deeper than that. It's even deeper than that. The Gemara in Shabbos says, we darshan from the Pasuk, in Parshat B'Shalach, Zeh keli v'anveyu, 
we should be doimah to the Rabbi Nishalayim, mahu rachom, af ata rachom, mahu chanon, af ata chanon. The tachlis of the Yid is v'halachta bedrochov, to emulate the ways of the Rabbi Nishalayim, and the Rabbi Nishalayim is a rachamon, and we have to be rachmanim. And rachmanim doesn't necessarily mean doing anything. It just means to feel the pain of other Yidin. The first thing the Torah tells us about Moshe Rabbeinu in Parshish Shemais, next week's Parsha, the Torah tells us, Vayar Besev Loisa. Moshe Rabbeinu goes out to see, to look at the Tsaras of Kal Yisrael. In the early 1900s, maybe the end of the 1800s, there were a, a, a number of terrible fires in Brisk. And it destroyed, it destroyed most of the city. Their houses were made out of wood and they were built very close together. And it seems like it was an accident waiting to happen. And there were there were two terrible fires there. A, 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 a lot of Yidin died. Most of the town was burnt down to the ground. And Rav Chaim, who was the Rav then, Rav Chaim's house was damaged, but it was not it was not completely destroyed. So Rav Chaim, during the whole Tukufa, Rav Chaim didn't sleep in his bed. Rav Chaim slept on a bench throughout the entire Tukufa, however long it took them to rebuild it. And his family tried to, you know, I'm not sure how old Rav Chaim was then. But it took, obviously it takes a toll on you, to, even on Rav Chaim, to, to not sleep on a bed, to sleep on a hard wood bench. And his family tried to get him to, to go back into a bed. And Rav Chaim said, how could, I, how, how could I sleep in a bed when there's so many Yidin that they, their, their houses are burnt down, they're sleeping in the streets, they're sleeping in the streets, who knows where they're sleeping? He, he, he couldn't. He couldn't bring himself to, 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 to sleep in a bed when he knew the Tsars that Kali Yisrael was experiencing, that the, the Tsars of his Kila was experiencing. So lesson number one over here. And, and this is a deep thing, and, and I, I think everybody should really, you know, you have to know yourself and maybe, maybe speak to your Abayim. Try to think of something some tangible way, some tangible small thing that could make it that could make an impression on us. I'm not holding by, by, by not sleeping in a bed. I don't think it would be healthy for any of us to, to not do that. Th- th- think of something. Think of something. May, 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 it could be as small as when you go to 7-Eleven, you usually get a, a, a Slurpee this size. It's that I'm getting the smaller size, size Slurpee. Something small, like, it seems like a small thing, but it's a huge difference. It's a difference between not having any tangible representation, way of reminding ourselves of the Tzaras of Kal Yisrael. And now I'm saying, I'm, they're in my mind. Kal Yisrael is in my mind. The Tzaras of Kal Yisrael, and that's enough to make us into the category of Rachmanim. So everybody should really be, be misbinding about that. Or think of some other way. Maybe before a certain Baruch Hashem Esrei, stop for a second to think, 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 think about it. Stop for a second. A second. What's going on in Kali Yisrael? Before we say to Helen, before, a second before we start to say to Helen, let me think about Achenikom um, Yisrael. That's lesson number one. Lesson number two, the second morning I was there, we walked back from, uh, we walked back from the Kaisal, and I was staying in Rechavia. We passed by the King's Hotel. And the King's Hotel is a nice hotel. As you're walking by the hotel, we saw an Israeli family walking out of the hotel, a bunch of little kids with knapsacks. So it was, it was clear to me that these were not uh, tourists. So I had heard that there were different refugees that were staying in hotels. So we could have walked right by them, but we, we stopped, we asked them, we said, you know, may them. So this uh, father shared with me, he's from the town of Shlomi. Um, it's a... Uh, a mile away from the, Lebanese, the Israel-Lebanese border. 
I looked it up online. It's actually a beautiful city. 7,000 people live there. The entire town has been evacuated amongst many other towns, Yishuvim in the, in, in the north and other areas of Eretz Yisrael. And he's living, in a, he's living in a hotel. He's living in one hotel room, a bunch of little kids. He, do, he doesn't know if, he's gonna go, if they're going to go back home ever. Pashtos, even if they could, who's going to be able to, after the trauma they've experienced with missile, he said their neighbor's house was hit by a missile, destroyed by a missile. And so I was speaking with him, and you, of course you're there, you want, uh, everybody wants to do something to help. So I took out my wallet, and I opened my wallet, I said, ma, ma, what, 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 what can I give to you? He said, Achi, my brother, we have everything. And th- let's think about that for a minute. This is somebody who had to leave his house for months already because there are missiles being fired at his house. He doesn't know if his house is going to be destroyed, not going to be destroyed, all of his stuff, everything he has, all of his neighbors, everything. He's thousands of people evacuated from this place. He's living in a, in a who knows what, one, one, you know, try going to a hotel with a bunch of little kids for one night, um, let alone a uh, number of weeks, months. And here's a year who could say, Yesh lano hakol. So this is, this, is, this is lesson number two. My wife pointed out that this is the meat of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu, parashas v'yishlach, when Yaakov Avinu is trying to convince Esau to accept the matanis that he had sent to him, um, Yaakov Avinu says, Yesh li kol. Yesh li kol. We have so much to learn from this. We have so much to learn from this. To be misameach v'chelko, to be happy with what we have, to understand that everything we have is from the Rebbein Yishlam, what we don't have, it's not meant for us to have and this, this, this is lesson number two, something that re- really, really inspired me to think about this, to see somebody who, who, who lives a life of Yeshli Kol. <clears throat> I'm going a little, bit of, a little bit out of order on the trip, and it's, and it's short on time, so I apologize, so we'll speed it up a little bit. Um, so what, what else could you do when you're at Israel? I'm there for a day, so there's so much going on. What am I going to do? I'm just... You know, just just hang out, go for a jog in Gansak. What 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 what's the year going to do in Eretz Yisrael? There for a day, so much is going on. So we looked up, we looked up, and it turns out that there were a number of Leviathans that day of of uh, soldiers in the army that were that had been killed, and there were Leviathans taking place on Har Herzl. So we decided we'll go to. You know, we thought about maybe going to the hospital, but that that wasn't as clear. Where do you go? What do you do? This was clear. We we'll go to Har Herzl. There's going to be a Leviathan there. We we'll go to the Leviathan. I'll just share two, two points, two lessons that I learned there. And, there, and, there, and this is, this I could go on for hours about, because I was there for hours. Um, but I'll, I'll be the kitzer. The soldier that we went to, his name was Maoz. His first name was Maoz, I forgot his last name. Um, Maoz Fennigstein. He's 25 years old. Got married during COVID. He just had a first baby three months ago. He's the old, he was the oldest, the son of the oldest, the son of the oldest. He had great-grandparents that were at the Slovakia. And they described him a very friendly guy. Um, the first guy, somebody came into the room. He jumps up to get them a coffee, to get them a tea. A number of people said that about him. Very friendly, very warm, very funny guy. Happy guy. Um, he was learning in Koilo in Sosia, a serious Ben Torah. And here's, what, here's two, things, two things that they said. Um, they said he was home. The Shabbos before he was killed, he was home. For, they let him out for Shabbos. He was home for Shabbos. And he was home for Shabbos with his family. 
but he had been away from yeshiva for so long, he decided he wants to go be in yeshiva for a little bit. So he went to Dava Marav Motor Shabbos. He went to Dava, he went to Dava Marav in yeshiva. While he was in yeshiva, one of his rebbeim spoke to him, how's it going, how's everything, how's everything going? It must be so nice to be home. And he said, it is nice to be home, but I'll tell you the truth. The tell, I, 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 it's very hard for me to be here when he has friends that are, that, are, that are there. He has friends that are still fighting. It's, it's hard for him to be home. He, he, he wants to go back. He can't, he can't wait to go back. He can't wait to go back. He's fighting for Kal Yisrael, he said. He's fighting for Kiddushim Shemayim. And, and that, 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 that's who this person was. And that's many, many, you know, you read, you read about, you see one, one person, every soldier is such, such a tragedy. The Bnei Torah, of people. And that's something that, that, that also we have, to, we have to wake up. And again, it's far, it's far away, but we, we, can't, we, we can't not steig from this. The Baruch Shalom is sending this, this situation to us as a way for us to grow, as a way for us to steig and get closer to the Baruch Shalom. We have to learn from these people. We can't just say, oh, wow, that's so special. We have to look at it so special and say, wow, you know, what, what, what can I learn from this? Walk the concept of Messias Nefesh, the concept of I'm not living for myself. I'm giving up of my own comforts. I'm giving up of my own comforts. And I'm living for something greater than myself. I'm living for Kreit Shemayim. I'm living for the covet of Kal Yisrael. I'm living to protect Kal Yisrael. And that's another lesson that we should, we should, um, we should really try to, try to think about and absorb this idea. Think of some area in our, in, in our, in our life. Everybody is different, different, different to think about. Get out of my comfort zone a little bit, and and steig and 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 and, and conquer it and steig for something greater. Whether it's you could fill in the blanks, many many examples that we could think of. The concept of mysterious nefesh, going against our teva. Our teva is we're home from the army. What a relief! I've been people shooting at me for the last three weeks. I could sleep in a normal bed without anybody shooting at me. This is so geschmack. No, the hargosha, that I'm not here for myself. I'm not here for myself. I want to steig. I want to be greater. We're short on time, so I'm going to skip one nakuda. I'm going to go to the last point. So it was only two weeks ago that we were singing and dancing by the unbelievable Hanukkah Masibi. I should to all those that, that uh, arranged it. And we were singing with Baruch Levine, so I was sitting next to one of the Talmudim, and he asked me, he said to me, he said, Rebbe, what does it mean, that learning Torah is very close? So you see, learning is very hard. Okay? Nobody says learning is easy. Learning is very hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to concentrate. It's hard to get away from whatever else we're doing. They're deep ideas. It's hard to chap. It takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort. So what does it mean? So I told him, and I, I, think, I think this is the pshat. It doesn't mean that it's easy. What it means when we say that the Torah is karav to you, it means that the Torah is accessible. The Torah is accessible to everybody. The Torah is accessible to everybody. Chazal say doesn't get harder than that. 
the Torah will only be established, will only become a part of somebody if they're mamis atzmeilah. That means if they give up, if they're moiser nefesh, if they give up, they push themselves against their nature. That's not easy. So I was thinking of marshals like this. Um, I'm, I, I used to be very into hiking. Um, sometimes you go on a hike, and you know you get to a view after a lot of miles to get onto a beautiful view. And, but most of the time, it's pretty boring. See the same trees, the same racks, the same whatever. Miles and miles of boring, 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 boring. Um, and then as you get closer to the top, you know, like the end is inside. You, you get to the top, you see, the, you see hikers coming on the way back, right? And you look, they say, how much longer, how much longer is it? They say, oh, you know, don't, don't worry. Another 10 minutes, it's very steep, it's very steep, but another 10 minutes, you're going to be there, it's the most amazing view, it's unbelievable. That gives a person a tremendous chizik. Now what that means is as follows, that means that it's going to be 10 minutes of heavy hike, it's not easy to get to the top. But who when they're at that point would say, you know what, I'm sitting down, I'm giving up. I'm telling you, it's 10 minutes away, you'll push yourself for 10 minutes. And you'll get there, and the view is going to be unbelievable. So I'll end off with this last lesson that I learned. I went to, I had a, I was with my wife in Geula, and we were close to the number of the number, number of yeshivas that are that are in that area. My wife was shopping there. I told her, you know, let me let, let me go visit some of the tamidim. We're very close to the yeshivas. Anyways, fine. So I went to the yeshivas. I walked into one yeshiva. I saw a bacher who used to learn in this yeshiva many years ago. And this Bachar was, not this, nobody here knows what, what this concept is, but it seemed to me that almost every time I walked into the hallway, he was always asking me for a ride, can I get a ride, can I get a ride, what's the kosher, can I ride there, can I ride Nobody knows, you can imagine there's such a, there's such a mitzvah. I walked in, I saw him outside the yeshiva, I said, oh, Shalom Aleichem, so and so, how are you doing, it's great, I, I love the Shmuz of the Rebbe, but I, but, but I have to, I have to, my chavrus is waiting for me. I said, great, fine, you know what, let me put my coat down and put my stuff down, I'll, call, I'll, come, I'll come to you in your chavrusa, okay, fine. I went over to him in his chavrusa, he was already sitting and learning with, learning with his chavrusa. So I came over to him, he said, Shalom Leich, he said, Rabbi, I, I, I wish I could schmooze, but I'm going to take, take away time from my chavrusa. He said, don't worry, don't worry, you learned, learned ksubis, learned ksubis last year, I'll schmooze with you in the sogyo. So I, I had like 45 minutes to be in one yeshiva, and then I wanted to go to the mirror, which has a million different bachim midrashim, different guys I wanted to see, v'chule, at very little time. I said, okay, fine, you know, ask me a question. Well, Shmuz is learning a little bit. So he asked me a question. I gave him a turret. He's learning that love. He asked me a question, my turret. I gave him a turret. Went back and forth, back and forth, fighting. In the middle, he turns to the Chavrusa. He says, no, what do you say? How come you're being so quiet? He says to his Chavrusa. I spoke with him. I had 45 minutes to see. I was hoping to see. And we were Baruch Hashem, a lot of to meet them in the area. I spent 15 to 20 minutes with this guy. And the whole time, like, I got to go. I said, listen, I, it's such a nachas to be here, to sit here and to schmooze with you, but I, I wish I could stay here all day. I'm only in Eretz Yisrael. My brother's making a chasen, and I have to go. This is, I, I'm sorry, I have to go. It was unbelievable. This is unbelievable. This is a bacher that, that I never would have, would, would have imagined is steiging to this, to this degree was, was hafodik. So what I took away from this is that my pshat and what I told this other bacher during the Hanukkah Masiba was correct. Yes, it takes work. It takes effort. It takes effort. But Baruch Hashem, you're in a fantastic environment, and everybody has the koiches, 
And the Torah is accessible to everybody. If we really want it, and everybody wants the shtag, everybody wants to get to the beautiful view on top of the mountain. Everybody wants to get to, you want to get above the tree line and see the view, it's incredible, it's incredible, it's amazing. So we should think about, we should think about this and realize we should be mischazik and all these inyanim to think about the Tzaras of Kali Yisrael, to daven with more kavano, to, to live for something above ourselves, and to recognize Kikara Velecha Hadavar Ma'oid I think, I think to feel the size of the class, so we should take a 7-Eleven and I'll get a small size. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what's the fourth one? Alright, what's the fourth one?